Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. Let's create your dream life while living your dream life. Okay, love? Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read live on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching, or you can get it delivered straight to your inbox each week when you sign up for my email list. You can do that in the show notes, or you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. So today we're going to be talking about comparison. And this is a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a while on the podcast, but I just didn't know what angle I wanted to take with it. Because if I'm being honest, I compare myself probably at least once a day, if not once a day, multiple times a week to someone or something or some idea. Comparison is something that I very much deal with in my day-to-day life. And I didn't really know what I wanted to say to you all about this topic because it wasn't something that I felt I had any skill with. You know, I think in our society, we're told a lot of things about comparison, and I just don't think they truly work. They don't truly work until we get to a level where we're healing. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm very excited about today's topic because it's something that actually I'm using now in my day-to-day life. It's a system, a technique, a tool that I created that just came to me and it's really helping me so much. I'm really excited to share this with you because I don't know who you are. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I sure as heck know that comparison is probably something you feel whether that's when you open up your Instagram feed, you go out into the world, you go to the gym, maybe when your mom calls you and tells you that your cousin got on like, I don't know, the 30 under 30 list on Forbes. I don't know, but we all really experience this feeling of comparison. That spiral that we have, maybe it starts for you physically in the body somewhere. And then those thoughts flood you of you're not doing enough. You're not where you should be. I know that feeling. I know what that's like on such a deep visceral level. And so this podcast episode is a love letter to all of us. Because as we know, comparison does not feel good. The actions that we take from a place of comparison often aren't very healthy. And it is something that we experience very often. So let's get into today's Mindset Monday, which reads, the antidote to comparison isn't shame, logic, or reason. It's compassion and curiosity. Comparison isn't a character flaw. It's a wound, love, a wound that needs tending. So right now, I think a lot of the advice we get around comparison are these quotes and pitches and platitudes, right? Comparison is just inspiration. Comparison is the thief of joy, right? That comparison is when you feel it, look at what you're kind of getting envious of, what you're comparing your life to, and then those are the goals you should set for yourself, right? This is something that we hear often in the coaching world. 
or that, you know, comparison is just taking you out of your joy. So what's the point of, you know, comparing yourself, which of course is true, but like when you're deep in a comparison spiral, that doesn't really help at all. Right. It just reminds you that like, you're not in your joy. Or, you know, the other one of like, oh, love, you know, you don't know what's going on in the other person's life. That Instagram is just a highlight reel, which is absolutely true. But again, when you are deep within that comparison trance, these are, you know, logical ways of trying to get out of that trance. But logic really doesn't help in those moments. You know, we have all been there where we're deep in that comparison, the envy, maybe a little bit of jealousy comes up for you. And someone says one of these platitudes or you read it and it doesn't really help. And that's because when we are in comparison, we are actually in a wound. We are in a deeply held belief about who we are. We are in uh, what I call the asshole time machine. We are often in uh, a younger version of ourselves, right? That feels like they never belong, that feels like they never did enough, that feels like they never were good enough. And so while all of this advice is wonderful and it is true, when you are wounded, this is just like putting a band-aid on the wound. Michael Singer in his book, The Untethered Soul, has this beautiful analogy for this. And he, listen, I'm going to ruin it, but I'm going to describe it as well as I can. But he says it's like having a thorn pricking out your side, right? And instead of actually tending to the thorn, you're kind of creating all of these like barriers between you and other people pricking the thorn, right? So maybe like your clothing gets bigger or you build a wall around the thorn, but like the thorn is still there, right? And no matter how hard you try, something is going to hit that wound and it's going to aggravate that, um, that pain. And so that's really what is happening for us when we are in that comparison spiral is that a wound of ours is being, you know, opened and saying to yourself that, oh, you know, we don't know what's going on in their life. We don't know what's happening for them. That doesn't really help. Right. And another thing I really want to say about comparison, another platitude that kind of really frustrates me is that the only person you need to compare yourself to is yourself. Well, let me tell you, that can actually be really difficult too. A lot of the time, the person we're comparing ourselves to is not another person. It's the version of ourselves that we wish we were, the version of ourselves that maybe we journaled about years ago, right? We're comparing ourselves to this fictional version of ourselves that we thought we would be. Or we are comparing ourselves to really a former version of ourselves, right? This, this happens often, especially with this diet culture that we live in, right? Where we look back at pictures of ourselves where perhaps we were smaller and we think, oh my gosh, look at that person, look at her. I wish I was her again, or I wish I was them again. So really these platitudes, again, while they're well-meaning, they really don't get to the heart, the core, which is, Right now, you are in a place of a wound 
and that wound needs tending to. So story time. I'm going to tell you how I got to all of this, why I started thinking all about comparison. And it started because I enrolled in a pottery class. So I've been just very bored. I've been very busy with work, but like very bored with my day-to-day life. And I was like, I need to do something new. And so all of a sudden this idea hit me that I should enroll in a pottery class. And lo and behold, the universe like really delivered. Like on a Saturday, I was like, I told my husband, I want to enroll in a pottery class. I got on the internet and there was one class literally 15 minutes away from me. And there was one spot left and it started on that Monday. And I was like, this is the universe telling me I need to sign up for this class. So I signed up for the class, got there on Monday, super excited, super thrilled. And, um, I got to, I got to work like really learning what pottery is all about, really imagining myself. If I'm not going to lie as like Jimmy Moore and Patrick Swayze in ghost. Okay. Listen, if this podcast actually had an editor and a budget, you would hear unchained melody right now. Okay. So just imagine unchained melody me just, you know, like sexy, dirty with just a little bit of dirt on my nose, maybe a little bit in my hair in a smock. And I'm just like making these beautiful vases. That's the image I had in my head. Y'all I am terrible at pottery. Like I am so bad. And like, this isn't me just being like mean to myself. Like I am the worst person in that class. Okay. I'm really bad at it. And, you know, the first class, of course, like we're all kind of learning. And I noticed, I look over and one of the people in this class already has made like a beautiful cylinder. Okay. This is the first day. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. They made a cylinder. But then I looked around and I was like, okay, well, it seems like everyone else is like me, just like clumps of clay, nothing really working out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Everything's okay. Second class. I got there. And like, I don't know what happened in a week, but everyone all of a sudden is a pottery expert and everyone is, I'm looking around me, looking at like their wheels and they're making these beautiful like clay objects. And I can't even center my clay. If you know what that means in pottery, like it's literally the first step. I can't even do that. And I feel that comparison, like that feeling of comparison, just like, emanating through my stomach. That's where it starts. And then all of a sudden those thoughts come in like, wow, everyone's better than you. You have no idea what you're doing. You're really terrible at this. And all of a sudden this task that was supposed to be about fun and play turned into this competition for myself, turned into something about my worth and my value And that was not the reason why I was there. And so in the second class, you know, I said all those things to myself, like, oh, you know, you're just starting out. Comparison's the thief of joy. You know, this is just use their, use their work as inspiration. And I just was like, what I didn't realize I was doing was just like shoving this part of me down, but it was like there, it was so there. And so I got there in the third class. And everyone again is doing amazingly. And I'm just really on that struggle bus. And I tried to say those things to myself, right? Like, you're going to get it. Don't worry. Just get inspired by them. And I was like, nope, 
nope, this is not working. Like I, li- I literally wanted to just get up, throw my clay in the trash and leave. Like I just wanted to do that so badly because I was bad. I was really bad. And that for me was bringing up something deep within myself. And so in that moment, instead of leaving, instead of throwing my clay out, I started to breathe. I started to breathe with intention. I started to really bring myself into the present moment, bring myself into my body. What's going on? Where am I? And I started to then get really curious, right? What are the thoughts that are coming up for me? What are the thoughts? And, and, and they were very prevalent, right? You're not good enough. You don't know what you're doing. And I started to think, okay, okay, there's a part of me that really is being triggered right now. It's being reacted, right, reactive right now. This part of me that thinks I'm not good enough. This part of me that feels like whatever I do, it's not enough. I'm not smart enough. And it really brought me back to my little girl self. This little immigrant girl who was told when she moved to Canada that she had to be put in an ESL class um, and that she felt like nobody really understood that like she had just immigrated. Like she of course didn't know how to speak, how to write in English, but she felt like she was stupid and dumb. And all of a sudden, like just so much love and kindness erupted within me, right? Love and kindness and compassion for this version of myself that really felt like she was dumb. She was stupid. She wasn't worthy. She wasn't deserving because she wasn't good enough. She couldn't keep up, right? This little girl who, because she felt like she couldn't keep up, then created this coping mechanism of people-pleasing and perfectionism, right? And I couldn't use that right now in pottery because I was bad at it. Like I couldn't be the best person in class like I was when I was five or six or seven. And so sending myself that compassion really brought me like that sense of presence and wholeness that I was looking for. It it allowed me to get out of the comparison trance. And then I thought, okay, Sharon, why are you here? What is your intention? Is it to be the best person in this class? No, it's to have fun and to play and to explore. And doing that practice allowed me to get back into that class with the joy and the intent that I first had. Listen, I have to practice this like multiple times in a class. And now it's less and less because I've kind of started doing the the process that the steps kind of go faster, you know, but it's something that it's a continual practice. And so I've created a name for this system that I use. And I swear to God, coaching is pretty much just coming up with cute acronyms. And I don't think this is the cutest acronym, but I'm calling this technique, this tool, the system picky. Okay. Picky P I C C I. All right. And so this is my compassion cure. So P stands for presence in grounding. And presence and grounding is what I did at the very beginning, which is, okay, 
grounding myself in my body and in the space that I'm in. Because when we are in that comparison trance, we're everywhere but the present moment, everywhere but in our bodies. We're in the past, we're in the future, we're in our head, we're in our thoughts. So the first step is just presence and grounding, which is connect to the breath. If the breath is, is a little too fast, if you can't really do that, then all of a sudden, like move your hands, clench your fists, move your fingers. If you want, move your toes, curl your toes, right? Really bring yourself back to your body, back to this present moment. So presence and grounding. The second thing is inquiry, right? Which is about getting curious getting curious about what are the thoughts that I'm having right now, right? And in that moment, I could really, I could tell very clearly the thoughts were, I am not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing, right? I am not worthy. I'm not deserving. All of those things coming to me and just really getting clear on what the thoughts are. So that that inquiry of what is coming up for me right now. And as you get clear on those thoughts, you don't have to, like me, find the origin of those thoughts. But then put a hand on your heart if you can. Of course, in pottery class, that was weird, so I didn't do it. <laughs> but metaphorically or literally, put a hand on your heart and just send yourself some love. Send yourself some love because there is a part of you that really believes that you have to be at the best at this thing or that your worthiness is rooted in you figuring this out or being where you should be, whatever those things are, but sending yourself so much love and compassion, right? Getting out of that judgment and shame that I think so many of us often fall into with comparison. Like if I'm being honest, I get so judgmental of myself. Like, oh my gosh, you literally teach mindfulness, Sharin. Why are you comparing yourself? You know better than this, right? And there's nothing worse then really blaming, shaming, judging ourselves in those moments because it only exacerbates the feeling. So really this is about sending love to that part of you, sending compassion, which this can be a tough thing to do. But this is really out of all these steps, the most important step, being able to send that love, the compassion, or at least the understanding, right? If you can't send love, understanding. I understand that a part of me right now is really anxious, is really worried, is really sad, is really frustrated that I am not the best in this class. I really understand that. I get it. I understand. It's okay. Right? Just like you would talk to a young child, right? We don't shame or blame them. We try to get to their level. And we try to talk with them with compassion and understanding and love. So we have presence and grounding, inquiry, compassion. Now we have the second C, which is curiosity. Now you can leave this step out. And I would recommend leaving this step out until you really feel like that part of you that is wounded, that needs tending, feels safe and seen and heard. Right. But the curiosity piece is us figuring out, okay, what are the thoughts that I'm believing in this moment? Right. That I'm not good enough, that I'm not smart, that I'm not capable. 
and then asking ourselves, is this true? Is it true that I'm not smart? Is it true that I'm not good? Is it true that I'm not capable? Right? And this is the mindset piece of it all. This is the logical, rational part of it all. And so again, I don't want you to skip to this step because I think a lot of us skip to this. We just do curiosity. Like we don't do the presence and grounding. We don't do the inquiry. We don't do the compassion. We're just like, all right, let's do the mindset work. Let's find the better feeling thought. And we really have to allow ourselves to feel the feelings. But once you have, curiosity is a really great way of really tending to what are the beliefs that are here and are these beliefs true? Uh, And I've talked about this in previous um, podcast episodes. One question which I love to ask is, which means that, right? So for instance, in this example of my pottery class, I would say, I am the worst in my pottery class, which means that. And I would write down all of the thoughts that come to mind, right? Which means that I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. um, I'm behind. All those things, I would write them down. I'd look at those thoughts and then ask myself, is this true of each and every one of them? And see what comes up, right? So that's curiosity. And again, you can leave that step out. And the final step is intention. What was the intention of this activity? What was the intention of this thing that I was embarking on, right? And for me, that was play and joy. So grounding yourself back into the intention is a great way to just start again, to ground yourself in what is most important, right? For me in that moment, when I allowed that comparison part of me to take over, the most important thing was to be the best. But the intention, the most important thing truly was to have fun, to play, to get curious, to explore. So this system, PICKY, I don't know if I love that acronym, but we're going to go with it for now. But PICKY is a really wonderful, grounded way, present way to work through comparison. Right? And then when you're ready, you can say to yourself, you know, this is just inspiration. I'm going to look at their, you know, vase and I'm going to try to make a vase like that too. Whatever that is for you but go through this process first. So I love the fact that I'm in my pottery class because it's teaching me so, so much, right? It's teaching me about failure because most of the things I make, I fail at. It's teaching me about just trying new things and being a beginner. That beginner mindset is just so important. And it's teaching me so much about comparison and compassion. And what's so great about the class is that it's a low stakes situation for me, right? Like it doesn't matter if I come home with all the vases in the world, like it really doesn't matter. And seeing that I can apply the system in a low stakes situation like that has been really useful. That's my practice space, right? That's where I practice it. And now I find in my life outside of the pottery studio, which is literally 97% of my life, I can apply this system of picky, right? In high stakes situations. So with my business or with my relationships or with myself. So I would really, really encourage you to, of course, try out picky. Oh my gosh. Is that a good acronym? I don't know. Tell me if you think it is. Every time I say it, I'm like, ugh, that's terrible, but you're going to remember it, right? Picky, P-I-C-C-I. Uh, 
pick something that like there's a low stakes situation for you and try all of this and see how it works out. See how it perhaps feels in your body, how it feels in your mind to go through this process, really become a detective. What does it feel like at the beginning? What does it feel like at the very end? Get curious about all of this and just see what happens. Love, if anything, I just want you to know that you are so not alone in comparing yourself. I am there with you. So many of my friends and colleagues and clients, people, I mean, anyone I speak to, no matter where you are in your life, you are going to feel comparison. These comparison gremlins will come up. You know, sometimes we think, oh, well, when I get there, I'm not going to, you know, compare myself to anyone else. And that's just such a lie. It's such a lie. Comparison, I truly believe, is just part of our humanness, part of our human beingness. It's just part of us in such an intrinsic way. And if we can learn to be with it in this kind and compassionate way, then I truly believe we have the cure. Not the cure that gets rid of it completely because it will pop up, but when it shows up again, we know how to be with it, right? When it shows up again, it's softer. When it shows up again, it's less intense. That is truly what I wish for all of us. So until next week, love, I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this week's episode, please share it with a friend, comment, and rate this podcast. Until next week, see you later, love.